On behalf of a wholeness podcast and the Yoga Barber, we would like to acknowledge the traditional custodians on the land in which this podcast is being recorded, the Gunai Kurnai Nation. We pay our respects to their elders, past, present and emerging, and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islanders. Welcome to a wholeness podcast. A healthy home for hair professionals and our clients. I'm your host, Fliss Downs, aka The Yoga Barber. Come on in. Hey, hey, beautiful beings, how are you going? Firstly, I would like to take this moment to say this podcast is proudly sponsored by Earth and Soul Pizza. So if you are local to or traveling through Bensdale, use my promo code LOVEFLISS. That's L-O-V-E-F-L-I-S-S and get yourself a free large pizza when you buy one. With locally sourced produce and food exceptionally made by the team at Earth and Soul Pizza, be sure to get your wholesome, blissful pizza. Back in episode 15, I welcomed Tim Shelton, my client and friend, who's a former pharmacist, digital nomad, now Amazon agent owner. Tim is nothing new from the digital nomadic lifestyle, and today he brings us a reality check of what this lifestyle can bring to those who head into the location-free experience. When I found out Tim had been there, done that, got the t-shirt, and to learn what he experienced, I couldn't help but want to dive into this topic and bring it to the table. Especially as I've been longing for the nomadic lifestyle for years and years and years, ever since I left my home country in 2014. To this day, I've never managed to make it happen. But now I'm on a journey leading me to that. To have a location-free lifestyle where I can do as I please, live wherever I wish to, to visit my friends and family back in the UK whenever I want, to not be tied down to a location and particularly a job where I'm employed. I'm working towards never ever being employed again and certainly not being reliant on a capped salary. With my eyes set on leaving the hair industry in 2026 and hanging up my scissors like a ballerina would hang up their shoes upon retiring from their dancing days. I was so keen to listen to what Tim had to share and learn from him. So let's get stuck into it. Welcome back. This is exciting. It's very exciting to be back. You're going to (laughs) be the first person that has been on the podcast twice now. That's awesome. <laughs> that either means I was good the first time or so bad you had to get me back to fix it. So which one is it? First one. <laughs> first good. one. Yeah, good. yeah. Very, phew, that's lucky. <laughs> no, it's an honour to be the second time on your podcast. It's exciting. When I first was thinking about having you on the podcast, I was like, oh, man, we can get Tim on for our health and well-being stuff. And then when I was speaking to you, this was, God, what, several months ago now, wasn't it, I reckon? It was. I don't even remember, but we started talking about your nomadic lifestyle. Yeah, I think you were telling me one day you'd like to have this work on the beach with your laptop lifestyle and just so happens that I've been there. I know. I've actually done it and you were very surprised to hear that a boring chemist from Bensdale has actually had a year working off a laptop on a beach. Yeah. Yeah. In some points, literally on a beach on my laptop. And I can tell you, there's one problem with laptops on beaches and you can't see the screen. There's your first problem. No, I thought the problem would be sand in your keys. You can manage to keep the sand out, but you can't see the damn screen because you're wearing Polaroid sunglasses and then that doesn't work with screen. So there's something that I tell you in the brochure. <laughs> <laughs> That's for sure. I love it. Yeah. yeah, do you know what? It was since 2014 yeah. I started my travels. Yep. And I'd always envisioned this thing of travelling around the world, working online, working from my laptop. That's right. I think that's how we started our conversation. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And I still have that vision. I've still got that fire in my belly that goes, this is the lifestyle you want. You want to be out there in the world and free as a cucumber and not being tied down to anything. And so from online stuff, we can look online and imagine and see people's lives being so fantastic. They're having the wild time and there's no ties and they're meeting that person and so on. And so I've idolised it, I guess. I've idolised and I've dreamt what it would be like being a nomadic 
traveler, having the nomadic lifestyle. And so when you shared with me about you having done that, and if I remember rightly, your words were something to the effect of you found that there was some sort of emptiness or you actually felt a bit depressed doing it. And and that really was like, what? Mm. You was depressed? Mm. You felt empty? Mm. Having the nomadic lifestyle? I didn't like it. And so I just think that would be such an incredible t- topic to break down because I've never heard somebody say that until you told me. You know, it's it's not uncommon if you get onto YouTube or book, travel blogs or any of those people that live this nomadic lifestyle where they... I'm checking in from Colombia this week and here's some pictures of Colombia and quite often these creators and these producers, they'll do one or two episodes on what the life is really like. Uh, I'd love to go sailing. That's my next mm. dream is to sail up and down the coast. I'll probably hate that too. When I get to it. <laughs> but I want to go sailing with my wife and we want to do some sailing and maybe for a year or two. And one of my favourite channels on youtube is um a a young aussie couple called sailing la vagabond they're quite famous Mm. like a couple of million subscribers and all this sort of stuff so they're doing really well but they do a couple of episodes where they're like what's it really like being a youtube vlogger i think they call them vlogger vlogger Mm. yeah traveling sort of a youtube channel and yeah, look, it's pretty hardcore. They're up early, they're editing, they're trying to find Wi-Fi, they're buying equipment and replacing equipment that's damaged, they're taking content. They pretty much ended up having to employ somebody mm. just to do the camera work, mm. just to produce the content. And I'm like, well, hang on, wow. when did this cease becoming an idyllic lifestyle and became a job? Yep. And, yeah, so a lot of these content creators do do these episodes and I encourage people who are interested in having this nomadic lifestyle to check it out because mm. it, it, there's a downside. Mm. And I think going back to the start, maybe we should start with Tim Ferriss. I mm-hmm. don't know if you know Tim Ferriss. Yes. I think anyone who aspires to a nomadic lifestyle has probably read The 4-Hour Workweek at some point yes. in their life. I haven't, but I've heard of it and yeah. it's a book that I really want to read. I definitely recommend it because Tim Ferriss details the exact journey, but he did it like 2009 or something mm. or like, and this was before so 2009 was mm. before like this whole travel blog yeah. really took place this because was before all these creators yeah, yeah because was like one of the first yeah yeah because yeah, yeah. yeah. i know even in 2014 mm. blogging and vlogging and mm. being a travel blogger mm. was just starting to pop out yep. and then it's just been over the last decade that it's expanded and boomed and it's become possible to monetize it like back in the day, I think bloggers and vloggers all just did it for just creation and expression. Mm. There was mm. no money in it. Mm. They couldn't get paid on it and there was no sponsorship deals and yep. YouTube commissions and whatnot. But Tim Ferriss did it like five years before that. And he deconstructed this journey in the book. Um, spoiler alert. So Come on, go for it. Stick your fingers in your ears if you want to read the book. But he deconstructs the journey from corporate slave as he called it where he's working his nine to five job in Mm -hmm. america 40 Mm -hmm. hours a week and details the journey from that to completely independent nomadic Mm. full-time traveler Mm -hmm. and yet still made money yeah and so he details it step by step what he did first what he did second you know he employed a va to start doing things at one stage there he was employing a VA in the Philippines long before this was even a known right. thing to do all of his work and then submit the work to his boss and was getting great. But they ended up getting in trouble because he just wasn't in the office enough. His right. work was amazing and he was getting hitting all his targets and doing amazing work, but he just got in trouble for not physically being there. Yep. And he was like to his boss, why do I need to be there if I'm doing the work? And anyway, they just couldn't get their heads around it because it was early days. I didn't know this. this. Long before the work from home thing. Yeah. yeah. So anyway, he does this. And eventually he ends up, like a couple of years later, completely making a crap ton of money with an online business. I think he ended up in the supplement space before supplements became Mm -hmm. oversaturated. Making a ton of money with his supplements brand, had all the money that he needed, totally travelling the full time and got really depressed. Right. And he details this in the book about how Mm. challenging it Mm. is to go from like say in your case, barbering, work, mm-hmm. work, work, or my case, pharmacy, mm-hmm. pharmacy, 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 then all of a sudden not. Mm. And it's really mentally difficult mm. 
because you've got to then adjust to the fact that you don't have to get up in the morning. Yeah. You can't sleep all day either. It doesn't matter where you go, so therefore nothing seems to matter anymore. Mm. You get this real emptiness mm. because you've kind of achieved this pinnacle, but there's like a undercurrent of darkness mm-hmm. to that pinnacle. Mm, okay. Kind of what I experienced. So yeah. I did the same thing. I read the four hour work weeks. Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I'm going to do that. I'm going to. Ah, okay. So yeah. you read that before you started yep. your nomadic lifestyle. It was lifestyle. my complete plan was came out of that book. Okay. Yeah. So wow. I wanted to start an online business and yep. I did that. And then I got free of my normal pharmacy work yep. and did that. And then the exact same thing happened to me. I ended mm. up getting to that stage where I could go anywhere I wanted. Had enough. We weren't as like rich as Tim Ferriss. We weren't making millions and yep. millions, but I had enough to certainly keep travelling mm-hmm, forever. Mm-hmm. And um, yeah, it didn't. It, it wasn't that fun. So when you left the pharmacy industry, mm, yeah. obviously you had your identity. My name is Tim. Mm. I'm a pharmacist. Exactly. And I think for all of us, we have some form of identity, like you just said. I'm a barber. Mm. That, to me, is mm. some form of identity right now. Yep. So you went from being Tim, the pharmacist, to then leaving the pharmaceutical industry to then what? Like, was it just a one day you was a pharmacist and then the next day it was, we're off travelling? Mm. What was that journey into having that nomadic lifestyle? It's an interesting story and I certainly don't think everyone should follow this journey, but we had a bit of a drama in our family in 2015, mm-hmm. I have five children, and the middle child got sick, mm-hmm. um, like life-threateningly sick mm-hmm. in 2015. So we ended up having this forced break from pharmacy. Mm. And my business partners were amazing. They took over the load and couldn't have asked more, and they just yep. sent me on my way to Melbourne and because we had to go and live at the Royal Children's Hospital for... 18 months yeah. while the kid got mm-hmm. treatment and mm-hmm. fortunately worked out okay mm. and he's now doing Thank well goodness. and everything's great. But it was a bit of a oh shit moment, you mm. know, like it was really made you question everything in life. And yep. we were already on the journey of wanting to go overseas in 2016. Yeah, We'd already planned to go and do yep. this thing. So had you planned that prior to your child getting yeah, yeah, sick? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we are already ready. Mm-hmm. And then in 2016, of course, nothing happened because we are in the hospital the whole yep. time. And then 2017, we said, right, we're doing it. Everybody thought it was in response to the illness. Right. But it's not true. We mm-hmm. were actually planning it mm, anyway. prior to that. Just mm. gave us a beautiful excuse mm-hmm, to, mm-hmm. to say we can do crazy things because yeah. now we've had this life threatening experience. So we were able to, and fortunately, again, my partners in the business were, I ended up selling in my shares to them yeah. and became completely free of pharmacy. So I had that natural force mm, break. Mm. Maybe a bit difficult for people who don't have that yeah. natural force break because there's like, how do you be half, yeah. half in, half out, half mm-hmm. pregnant, as they mm-hmm. say? Mm-hmm. So I was lucky enough to have that journey. I don't recommend it, but it was um, clear. Yeah. Like 2015, I was a pharmacist. July 15th of 2015, my son got the diagnosis. Right. And I was never a pharmacist again, wow. pretty much. You know? Yeah. Yeah. And so it was like that was that really defined time. So that led to this, when we're already on the journey, as I said, mm. we'd already read for our work week mm. and we'd already planned, you know, experimented with VAs in the Philippines and I read um, Chris Drucker's amazing book, Virtual Freedom, is another great one. Yeah, not read that one but heard of it. Mm -hmm. But he's he's talked a lot. He's an English guy, I think, and he set up a whole business using virtual assistants and things. And it's an interesting strategy. But, yeah, so I read that, read Tim Ferriss, Mm -hmm. done some looking online Mm -hmm. and figured out and then I got into the Amazon world because I figured that was a good online business and it turns out it was. And Mm. So, yeah, 2017, middle of January, we said, right, that's it, we're done. So pulled the kids out of school on holidays, just disappeared, just first stopped Los Angeles and figured it out from there. So landed in LA, the kids picked up online school. Yeah, okay. So they did all remote learning. Yeah. My wife and I worked in our Amazon business, which at that time was booming. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So we were making enough money there to support our travels. Yeah. And we went from place to place and spent the mornings doing our work and the afternoons sort of sightseeing and mm. moved from LA. We were just talking earlier, we rented a big RV and yeah. drove around all the national parks of America. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that movie RV with Robin Williams. No. Yeah. Is it a good one? Oh, it's, it's one of our family models. Okay, yeah. I'm going to have to <laughs> watch that one. Basically, he goes and rents an RV, a big old fat, ugly RV. Yeah. With, you know, 1-800-RENT-ME yeah. on the side of it, yeah. like tacky. <sighs> and long story short, it ends up 
bonding his family sort of mm-hmm, thing. And, mm-hmm. and my wife always said, I want to do that. I want to do a yeah. road trip in America in a big old RV. Okay. And, and ours did have 1-800-RENT-ME on the side and everything. It was I great. love that. It was great. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, great movie. Go and watch that for a bit of a laugh. Um, but, yeah, my wife wanted to do that. So we did four months travelling around America mm-hmm, in an RV mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then six months living in Italy because my dream yeah. was to live in a little Italian village on the sea. Did you learn Italian? I tried. I'm not very good at it. (laughs) Very, very not good at it. And I just went back to Italy a couple of weeks ago and I'm reminded of just how bad I've become. I was was much better a few years ago. Yeah. Anyway, uh, yeah, I tried. So my her perfect day was driving in the RV, kids sitting around doing their homework and then we go for a bushwalk or whatever. Mm -hmm. My perfect day was Italian village on the sea, walk down to the piazza, get a coffee with the old blokes and sit around and play chess yep. and then go home for a big lunch and then go for a stroll. Have your siesta. Have your siesta, <laughs> all that sort of stuff, and then go out for dinner sort of thing. That was yeah. my perfect day. Well, both yeah. of those happened, mm. which was great. Mm. Yeah, we, we both of those yeah, yeah, yeah. We managed to get those. So yeah. how old were the kids at this point then? So the eldest didn't come. He was in the middle of uni, so he didn't want to come mm-hmm. travelling with us mm-hmm. in 2017, but the uh, others were 16, 14, 12 and 10. And do you feel it's something that they want to do? Did they love it too? Or like how did your kids deal with that? Because obviously they've been taken out of the school system, which Mm. is what Mm. the society Mm. literally just believes and knows and that's the the only way. And why would you take your children out of school? So there's loads of different angles there. Possibly judgment from other parents, judgment from your family potentially. And then you've got to obviously consider your children because this was yours and your wife's dream. Um, what was the implications, again, pros and cons with your kids? Again, because we had the illness, mm-hmm. we got given like a a free pass. Mm. So people stopped judging us yeah. because we had the illness and everyone mm. just assumed everything after that was in reaction to that illness. Yeah, got you. But it's not true. Mm. <laughs> we were mm. doing it anyway. Yeah, 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 uh, got you. Maybe it gave us the courage to keep mm-hmm. going with it. Mm-hmm. Um, so perhaps that... That this is not our first time. We pulled it the might kids have been school, like well, it might have been like the catapult to shoot you forward like towards that. that quicker than what? Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, we've already done it once before. We yeah. done lap around Australia in a caravan, pulled yeah. the kids out of school yeah. in 2009. Yeah, so, right. So we'd already flirted with the non-standard raising the kids yeah. idea. So my kids are a bit used to our nuttiness. <laughs> Secondly, again for them, from their perspective, they were ripped out of school anyway. Yeah. So we were all comfortable doing school here in Gippsland. Yes. They were ripped out of school, yep. moved to Melbourne, yep. forced to go to new schools in Melbourne yep. for a year or so. Yeah. Uh, so then the next leap to go to online learning and, and go around the world was not that big a mm. transition for them. Mm. Can't recall them ever giving us permission to do it. I'm not sure we ever got it. We're just going to do it, whether you <laughs> yeah. like it or not, kids. <laughs> yeah, if you want to eat, come with us. So, <laughs> so I can't recall, but I'm... I imagine we would have asked them at some point. Yeah. I just don't remember that. Mm. And we mm. would have said, what do you reckon? And because they were already dis- dislocated and uprooted anyway, they probably said, what the hell, what's the difference? Let's mm. give it a try. And the whole RV thing was a bit exciting because they had the dream of doing their homework in the back while yeah. we're driving along yeah. and getting ribs in Tennessee and stuff like that. Yeah. So that, I think that was exciting to them. Living in Italy was a bit of both a lot of my kids learn other languages, so yep. they wanted to try that out. So yep. I think there was some attraction for them. Yeah. I think the reality is when they got there, it was a lot harder than they thought. Mm. Like online learning is hard. Yeah, yeah. I, and online learning mm. is potentially in parallel to you having an online business. Very much. Because there you are mm. in the middle of nowhere or at a cafe or like you say, you've got to have Wi-Fi predominantly, mm. so you're constantly searching for there's Wi-Fi. Your yeah. Wi-Fi. Mm. And so there's that parallel, isn't there, of you and your mm. wife working on your laptop. So it would have been potentially, I don't know, this is what I'm envisioning, Tim, mm. is you were just all around in your RV, all on your laptops, no communication. Because Fair. you was all heading to your Absolutely, screens. Absolutely, that's how it happened. Yeah. yeah. In fact, nearly every morning from sort of nine AM till twelve PM was like that. Mm-hmm. Not really much talking. Mm-hmm. Everyone was doing their work. Mm. You know, it was might as well have been in Australia. Like yeah. There was no different. Yeah. Sitting in our RV or sitting in the camp kitchen. Yeah. Like often these campgrounds have these camp kitchen yeah. areas where you can go and work and you've got free Wi-Fi there mm. and stuff. And, yeah, it was a constant battle for Wi-Fi. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it was – and I think a lot of people have experienced it since COVID because now we've all had to go at work from home. Mm-hmm. And some people thrive on it. Mm. You know, like one of my kids loved it. 
Yeah. Because she wasn't super social anyway. Yeah. Like had a smaller group of friends and so loved the independence, very organised person. Yeah. Got all her work done, bang, 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 yeah. you know, no yeah. problems. And so it didn't really bother her. Other mm. kids really missed the social mm. life. So, yeah, different strokes, different yeah. kids, I suppose. But, yeah, yeah. anyway, we, we just... That's how the journey happened. We had that diagnosis, which led to disruption, dislocation, and then 2017, we're like, yeah. let's go. So what was the emotions, the feelings, the sensations that was going around your body when you very first started that journey? What have we done? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, you just think, can we can we do this? Like, uh-huh. is, it, like, is it possible? Or are we just going to get three weeks into it and go, oh, crap. How embarrassing to have to come home. <laughs> a month later, we're out of money and yeah. um, nothing worked and mm-hmm. the business collapsed and yeah. the kids hated it and failed school. Okay, so yeah. you were seeing like red flag after red flag after red Potential flag? Potential red flag. Yeah. yeah, okay. The reality was it's way easier than you think it is. Mm. Yeah, like it's so easier to travel and mm-hmm. work. Mm-hmm. And um, from a pure logistics and financial standpoint, it's cheaper to travel than live in Australia. I'm yeah. convinced of that. Yeah, right. So to go and live wow. in a nomadic lifestyle yeah. saves you so much money. Wow, yeah, okay. Which is incredible, so, even with four kids. Yeah, God. Yeah. So once you overcame that hurdle of all of mm. these like self-doubts, these concerns of judgment or well, not necessarily judgment, mm. but is this going to work? When you started really knowing fuck, mm. this is working, mm. then what was the emotion? Yeah. Well, then it was fun for a while like because we are like, oh, my God, how lucky are we? Like we can literally work a couple of hours a day and <laughs> then go and walk the Grand Canyon, or which we literally did, or mm-hmm. we can go and visit Times Square in New York or we can check out my favourite food is barbecue. So yeah. I, I did a tour of America going to all the barbecue joints and wow. trying ribs and, and that was... What a dream to live out. Know, so <laughs> Just good. go to every barbecue I joint. Think, I don't think my... Ribs, li- ribs, ribs, ribs. I don't ribs. think my cholesterol is going so good. <laughs> anyway, win some, we lose some. But yeah, it was great for... Quite a few months, actually, yeah. that high lasts mm. for quite a few months where mm. you're just like, this is amazing, yeah. this is all you suckers back there working, yeah. you know, post on Facebook, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. and then after a time, it's sort of like, yeah, we're doing it again. Yeah, yeah. we're still doing it. And yeah. it's like it becomes infinite and you can say, well, mm. this can go forever. Mm. And you think, oh, is this actually what I want to do forever? Yeah. yeah. So it's almost excitement, mm. this journey of, wow, we're making it, we're yeah. doing it. Yeah. And then I guess just like many things, it becomes the norm. Yes. So like you had the norm back in Australia, mm. once you'd been travelling for X amount of months, mm. that became your norm. That's it. So the excitement, the thrill, the adventure started to fade away. Mm-hmm. Is, is yeah. that right? They call it hedonistic adaptation, mm. which is basically you can get used to anything, mm. even bad things. Mm. Like good things and bad things, they all become the norm after a What's few months. What's this word again? Hedonistic adaptation. Hedonistic adaptation i've yeah. never heard of this yeah so it's like this psychological concept where no matter what mm-hmm. like on the the example they always give is you could win lotto you know or the the lottery and you could win a hundred million dollars yeah right how long before that becomes mm. the norm mm. and initially you have this incredible spike of happiness oh my god i've got a hundred million dollars i can do whatever i like and yeah buy a private jet or whatever but then after a while, that's just the norm. Mm. And so, and unfortunately for humans, the hedonistic adaptation only takes a few months. Right. Yeah, even people on the opposite who've become paraplegic, right? Terrible car accident, lo- lose their limbs or become paraplegic mm. or whatever. After a while, they adapt to that and they become mm. just as happy as they were before. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Even though they've had this terrible mm-hmm. sort of life-changing mm. accident. So it's very... It's a concept to be aware of if you're going to be a nomadic lifestyle person is you're going to get hedonistic yeah. adaptation and you are going to be find it normal and then it just becomes the same drudgery and yeah. boredom as everybody else is facing. Yeah. Even though you're seeing amazing sights yeah. and working on your laptop on the mm, beach and mm. it's still, oh, I've got to go and work today. And, yeah. You know, it's the same See, thing. I can imagine when you say about posting things on Facebook yeah. and you suck us at home, and like I definitely had that sensation mm. for sure when I was travelling the East Coast back yeah. in 2014. I was in Thailand, then I did the East Coast of Australia and flipping heck. And that was a short period of time. That was two months of travelling. Yeah. So f- compared to your 12 months mm. versus my two months, 
it was just thrill seekers like oh my god this is amazing i personally though wasn't making money on the go so my savings was going down and down and down and down to the point where oh shit i've got to find work um and so it's almost like i guess you potentially would have felt similar to what i felt and correct me if i'm wrong back then well i was 25 I was a little bit, ha ha ha, you're still living your life and I'm travelling and I'm doing this. And and I can only say that now because of my consciousness, because of my awareness of my thoughts and reflecting back on actually what were my thought patterns back then. And back then, these thought patterns were so unconscious, I didn't realise that that was an internal dialogue Mm. in my mind. It was just this, oh my goodness, I've got to post this. Oh my goodness, I'm here in Thailand. Do you feel you was a little bit better than other people because you was doing this? and that you felt it really takes courage and balls to do this. And there's other people back home that are not willing to push their life anymore. I don't remember those thoughts. I Mm. do remember thinking it's actually a lot easier to do this than what you might imagine. Mm. And that people who think this is... Because people would say, oh, you guys are amazing. You're doing Mm. this amazing travel. Mm. And and me secretly thinking, it's not amazing. It's actually not amazing. It's actually really simple. Mm. And there's actually nothing stopping anyone from doing it. Um, mm-hmm. Just got to create a way of making money, mm. which is not nothing to be sneezed at, but uh, it's actually really cheap to mm. live and travel, mm. cheaper than living in Australia, I believe that. Mm. So I remember thinking a lot of people being maybe self-deluded or just deluded by society, mm-hmm. that society puts these barriers out that you can't take your kids out of school. That's impossible. Yeah. They'll fail. You can't mm. uh, make money while you travel because it's only for the very lucky. No, it's not. Yeah, no, wow. It's really hard to travel and find accommodation. No, it isn't. It's really hard to rent cars overseas. No, it's not. It's not expensive either. And food's cheap too. Yeah. So, you know, it's like, there's all these perceived barriers mm. that aren't actually there. And when you get on the other side of it, it's really simple. And I remember thinking, not that I was better than people, but I was like, huh, we're lucky enough to have, I guess, jumped across the canyon, landed mm-hmm. on the other side and yeah. figured out that the canyon wasn't real. It was a mirror. Mm. And so you could just walk across it any time you want. Yeah. That's how I remember feeling at the time. Yeah, interesting. Like everyone's probably a little bit more scared than they need to yeah. be. Yeah, mm. I think it comes to lack of self-belief, fear, yeah. going, oh, my God, I can't do that even now with me talking to you several months ago about like, I want that nomadic lifestyle I definitely with myself still hold this sort of fear of I've never experienced that so I have no proof it will work mm. so when I spoke to you I was like oh my god I've got proof that it Someone's works proof. I actually know somebody Someone that's gonna have done this Bigfoot. it does exist yes yeah. right mm. so for me mm. going through the process now as I mentioned to you briefly earlier on this morning mm. is you know, I, I am wanting to create that online business and I am wanting to be able to have mm. that time in my life where I can just be so free and travel around. And one, one of my biggest things, and this would be different from you because you don't come from another country like I do. You know, I'm living in Australia. My friends, my family who have all seen me grow up and seen me grow and fall down and get back up again. One of my biggest things is I just want to be able to go back home whenever the heck I want. Mm. I want the option and I want to be able to move back to the UK for, let's say, three months at a time, mm. still earning an income but not be location-based. And so I'm on that journey. And I think the thing that drew me towards you was the fact that I was like, oh, wow, Tim's actually gone and done this. Mm. But the catch was when you said to me, Mm. but I turned out depressed and Mm. I didn't want to do it. And I don't know what state I'm going to get to when I end up doing that. Am I going to feel depressed? Am I going to be bored? I don't know. We don't know. I guess Mm. you didn't even consider that you'd end up feeling like that. As if you would. You're thinking that was going to be the most amazing thing ever. Yeah. That can't last. Yeah. Like the $100 million lottery win. Yeah. It can't last. You yeah. have to adjust back to normal. Yeah. And so I I guess I'd say to people that are... Con- and and I, I probably should just back up a little bit. It's not like I'm not going to do the nomadic lifestyle yeah. again. Mm. I'm just aware of it now. Mm. I know it's not all it's cracked up mm. to be. And I know there's limitations and I know there's depression possible. Mm-hmm. And I know mm-hmm. that it's not all beer and skittles as they say doesn't mean i won't do it Mm -hmm. i'm just now not rose-colored glasses about it all yeah and so when people like you said to me in the chair one day i'm going to do this i'm going to do that yeah be careful well it's this expectation that we want to live up to isn't it it's this i am chasing something i am chasing a feeling Mm. i am chasing a lifestyle i am chasing freedom 
And I think that within itself can be a bit dangerous. And I've definitely witnessed myself through my own mental health, chasing and chasing and chasing ever since 2014 when I left the UK, constantly chasing this thing Mm. that sometimes I've not even known what I was chasing. Mm. I was like, I'm chasing something, but I don't know what that something is. And of course, over the years, I've done my personal development, I've done my personal growth, and I found a lot more awareness around that. And now I actually know what I'm working towards I don't feel like I'm chasing something anymore this is what I'm working towards because this is what I would like but I'm just going to do a little bit of a a back turn like what you were saying so you was away for those 12 months I have that imagination of like you're just going to keep on going and thriving and loving it but then you got to a point where you was like oh this isn't what it's cracked up to be anymore at what point in those 12 months did you then start to go hmm is this working for us anymore is this making me happy Mm, I'm feeling depressed. Mm. I reckon we were nine months in. Mm-hmm. And we were probably nine months in. I was living in Italy in a little village. We'd rented a beautiful villa overlooking the sea. Uh, we were living this idyllic lifestyle of, you know, exercising and working. And and then we sort of... I had a few friends in Italy, but they mostly spoke Italian. <laughs> I don't. Yeah. <laughs> So, you know, it was socially isolating. And there's yeah. a whole community of uh, these nomadic type people, like everywhere. Like, mm. you know, so you can connect with them on Facebook and get together. We would often get together with them face to face and that wow. was great. Yeah. But only rarely because they're mm-hmm. all in Mexico or yeah. Scandinavia or wherever yeah. the hell they're living. And mm-hmm. so it didn't really happen all that often. But yeah, about nine months in we started to think, okay, we've achieved what we set out to achieve and it's bedded down and yell yeah, that about it's easier than we thought it would be yep. and it's actually more possible to most people than mm-hmm. you think it is mm-hmm. and had all of those things. And then we changed continent. We were in North America for six months, went to China for a while, yep. then landed in Europe and did that whole thing. Mm-hmm. And so the change kept us going for a bit mm. because obviously Europe's a new continent. And, yep. you know, some days I'd be sitting in a cafe overlooking a piazza in Italy and mm. someone's singing opera and there's a church in the background. I'm like... How cool is this shit? Yeah. You know, like, this yeah, is yeah. cool, right? But that's not every day. No. Yeah. And that's the sort of stuff that you see on social media. Exactly. And that's what portrays this nomadic lifestyle mm. to be luxurious, yeah. exciting, and you get to see this and that. And let's not forget the the editing we can do now with Photoshop mm. and mm. things like that, making the sky bluer or whatever it might be. It, it's this vision that we can see but we're not part of if we're not in a nomadic lifestyle which is maybe what makes it idealistic or wanted well nobody posts the boring stuff you you never post a photo of me cleaning my villa making beds and washing the dishes yeah you don't post that you post the cafe in the piazza with the church and the opera singer yeah and so you think oh that must be every day yes it's not it's not how it works And, and and then yeah, I guess the other thing is I'm a very social person. I mm. love community and mm. social, just hanging out and talking to people yeah. and knowing people in my town. That's why I like living in Bensdale. Yeah. Because I know everybody. Well, yeah. not everybody, but... Many. A lot of people. Yeah. Right? And also, I guess, having the pharmacy as well those yeah, years ago, yeah. people would have gravitated to you anyway because they just knew, you. oh, that's Tim the <laughs> pharmacist, you know, very, a bit like, yeah. oh, that's Fliss the barber, yep. you know? Exactly. Mm. Exactly. If you see a lot of people as you do in your job, you're going to know a lot of people mm-hmm. and... When you don't have that, you don't realise you're going to miss it until you don't yeah. have it because you take it for granted when it's your life. And it's like, oh, it's boring, I live in Bansdale. It's like, no, it's not boring. It's actually really exciting to have a community and a connection, but you don't see that how exciting it is until you don't have it. Mm-hmm. And when you're living mm-hmm. in a villa in Italy, working on your laptop from a beach, you don't have a community. Yeah. Right? You have an online yeah. community, but you don't yeah. have a real one that you mm. can hang with. And Do you feel that that's lack of social life Mm. contributed towards feeling depressed yes Mm. definitely the number one factor i would say Mm. wasn't money Mm -hmm. Uh, it wasn't poor life experiences we were still having fun Mm -hmm. wasn't marriage problems or kid Mm -hmm. problems Mm -hmm. or health problems or it was isolation wow yeah it's all about isolation and so Going back to Tim Ferriss yeah. and his book, he deals with this in his book. He says, so initially he had the excitement and I think he ended up becoming like a jiu-jitsu master. Mm. And then he went and lived in Argentina and learned to salsa dance and became a champion. He just did this total Instagram lifestyle. Yeah. And then 
got the depression, got that it's not what it's cracked up to be, and then dealt with all of that. And he's a very introspective mm. sort of guy, and so really thought about it and workshopped it, and probably did a whole bunch of yoga about it or something. And eventually came to the conclusion that you need community and connection mm. in your life. And so he now does what he calls mini retirements, mm-hmm. where and this is sort of where. I've eventually graduated to mm-hmm. where I'll work okay. for a bit mm-hmm. and then take off for a bit mm. and then work for a bit and then take off for a bit. Neither yeah. one nor the other, but a bit of both. Yeah. Yeah, it's not like I'm going to work for the next 10 years and then yeah. retire and then I'm going to yeah. have the rest of my life in yeah. retirement. I will never retire again because mm. right? I've done it once before and yeah. it's rubbish. Mm. <laughs> so I'm going to keep working, have some time off, keep yeah. working, have some time off and that's going to be us for the next little while nice so the the nomadic lifestyle in small doses is great mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and i would encourage everyone to give it a try because it's easier than you think yeah i mean i'm definitely inspired by it because i see it all on social media and i've obviously known some people but i've never personally known somebody Who's until i that? met you mm. and i think that's an interesting story because how many other people such as myself are out there wanting this lifestyle but don't hear what you're sharing today with us, right? Sure. And I think it's good for people who've done it to share because mm. you need to know what you're getting into. And I can't stress enough, I'm not saying don't do it. Mm. I'm just saying do it with your eyes open yeah. and expect at some point to sit there and go, well, this sucks. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know, even though you live in the dream, yeah. so-called dream. So my next plan is to go sailing. So mm-hmm. we want to get in a boat, yeah. go up the east coast of Australia and mm. live six, 12 months on a boat. Yeah. But I know what I'm going to expect. Again, mm. I'm going to miss that community, I'm mm-hmm. going to miss that connection. Mm-hmm. So we're already building in mini return homes yes. to keep plugged into Like So we're not just going to disappear into the sunset and never be seen again. Yeah. We know what we're going to face. We know it's going to be days where it sucks. Yeah. And days where yep. we actually hate it and want to get mm. off the boat. And, mm. and so we already know what's coming. Yeah. So... For somebody such as myself Mm. going, Tim, I want this nomadic lifestyle. This is what I'm going to do. This is what I'm planning right now. So maybe in two to three years' time, I'm Mm. off on that journey. What would you say is the first few things that you would suggest to somebody wanting to embark on that journey? Sure. Well, obviously you need an income. So you need to start looking around for income-producing ideas, and there Mm. are many, Mm that suit you so whatever your skill set is be it broadcasting yeah. be it vlogging vlogging i call it vlogging whatever probably just because i'm old <laughs> i like it vlogging so, vlogging <laughs> i feel it's video logging so yeah, <laughs> um yeah so whatever your skill is whether it something that you can do to make money without you physically being in a location mm. obviously mm. barbering's difficult yeah because you physically need mm-hmm. to be in a location mm-hmm. that's not to say that you couldn't be a traveling barber of course it's mm. just whether or not that somebody such as myself wants mm. to go on and do that so for right. me mm. i want to retire from the hair industry i mm. do want to exit the sure. hair industry mm. so that's my i would say that's a fear of mine tim is mm. it's well, if I'm not Barbara, it's all what I've ever known. Mm. I've cut hair for 18 years. It's mm. how I've made a living. So, again, what else is there for me to do? Yep. And the thing that I'm wanting to create now is my online business where I can teach meditations mm. one-to-one online, mm. create retreats globally and things like that, do online courses, online programs that people can sign up to. I mean, that all means that I'm going to have to do a hell load of work right now to generate that, create that website, to create that portal for mm. my clients and everything. Yep. So... I think that's the one thing, that's the fear within me for sure is, oh my God, I've never managed to have a location-free income. Mm -hmm. And I think that's possibly going to be the case for many other people as well, you know? And I'm even, this is going to sound like I don't know what I'm talking about, but I'm actually contemplating going back Mm. to do some pharmacy work Mm. up and down the east coast of Australia. Mm. So to pop into these towns and say, hey, I'm a pharmacist, you guys want a couple of weeks off? And yeah. some of these small country towns, I imagine... Would be like, yes, please. I think I think they'll say, yes, please, I hope. <laughs> anyway, that's my sort of plan because, one, it'll give us some money to run the boat mm-hmm. to fix the bits and bobs that go wrong on boats all the time. And number two, it 
plugs me into a community and we have that mm. connection, which mm. is what I'm really looking forward mm. to. So I could do online only on the yeah. boat, but I think that'll be a wrong move for me. I think yeah. I need the community. So I'm actually planning yeah. on doing pharmacy work. Nice. So I'm going back to that. Interesting. Because I know I can do it mm-hmm. and I think there's a need for it yep. yet to be proven. Mm-hmm. So um, I'm looking at that next plan for me, even though I do have an online business and even though I do make money online, I'm actually not going to prioritise that while we're travelling because of that community and connection that I'm going to miss. So for you as as a barber or someone as an engineer, your skill is, a lot of skills are transportable and while they may not be online only kind of jobs they are location agnostic if you think about it. Mm. So if you travel with your skills you can always pop into a town and say hey I'm a XYZ and even if you can't work in a cafe for two weeks make some money move on you know like it's sort of it's it's not that hard. Like mm, it's actually mm. cheap to travel as long as you're not crazy and yep. don't do every tour that yep. you can and mm-hmm. entertain yourself a lot. You can take your skills wherever you go. But the first thing, getting back to your question, the first thing to do is decide how you're going to support yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And the second thing is don't freak out about how big that needs to be. So, yeah, you're looking at doing an online meditation course and a mm. website and everything like that. Mm. That's quite a big project, right? Mm, and you're going mm. to need to... Like, so maybe just break it down. Yeah. Break it down like how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time. Yeah. So break it down and say, right, I'm going to start with this month I'm going to book a website with mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. Wix or mm-hmm. Weebly or mm-hmm. Shopify or one of mm-hmm. those things. Next month I'm going to add the checkout functionality. Yeah. Next month I'm going to learn how to do Google Ads, mm-hmm. like one bite at a time. Yeah. And then set yourself a 12-month goal but then break it down into interim goals so mm. that it's not so overwhelming. Yeah. Otherwise you just won't. Mm, and so 12 mm. months from now, you'll still be, I'm going to do that website thing, but it's because it's such a big goal, yeah. you're not going to get there. Mm. So I'd say set yourself the, the end-up goal. Yeah. And we always use, in the online world, we use these things called SMART goals, which mm. are, you probably heard of those. I have, but remind me what each letter stands for again, oh, if you remember. Yeah, if I remember now. <laughs> so it's uh, specific, measurable, obtainable, relevant, and time-bound. Mm-hmm. I think that's it. So specific means... Specifically, you need to know whether you've achieved your goal or not. Like, yeah. I'm going to have an online business is not specific. Right. I'm going to have an online business that teaches meditation and it's going to generate revenues of $100,000 a year. Mm-hmm. That's specific. Mm-hmm. You can measure whether you've achieved that or not. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, measurable, I've already touched on. Like, how do you know when you've hit it? Yeah. Like, it can't be, I'm going to have an online business that makes lots of money. Mm-hmm. What does that mean? Yeah. yeah, like it's yeah. not it's not very uh, definable. Mm-hmm. You need to know when you've hit it. Obtainable means oh, I'm going to have an online business and it's going to do a billion dollars in its first year. Yeah, no, you're not. Yeah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. Okay, and so that's not obtainable. Mm-hmm. You won't make it, and it'll discourage you to make your whole mm. goal uh, relevant. So I'm going to have an online business selling skateboards. Mm-hmm. What do you know about skateboards? You mm-hmm. know, well, maybe you do. I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's just like um, make it relevant. Yeah, and measurable and obtainable. And then time bound mm-hmm. by when, mm. so then you can break it backwards. Mm-hmm. If you stick with a smart goal, I reckon mm. you've got a better chance of achieving your nomadic lifestyle yeah. than if you just have this kind of vague. Oh, I'm going to mm. do this. I'm going to travel, and yeah. Mm. So your smart goal will be: I'm going to travel the east coast of Australia by boat by 2026. Mm. Okay, and I'm going to support myself using pharmacy income at all the little neighbouring towns mm. that I go into. Mm-hmm. That's my smart goal yeah. for the next bit. Mm-hmm. So you can see I'm still doing nomadic lifestyle yeah. stuff, mm. but I'm trying to build in a bit of community. Yeah, and I'm also because that's in what you missed. Breaks. Mm. So it's no good sailing in the north in the summer because it's like crappy weather and cyclone season. So yeah. I'm going to put the boat in a little marina, mm-hmm. fly home for the summer. Right. Packing band stuff for the summer. And so we've already got that built yeah. in and kind of really specific yeah. about it. Yeah. But I reckon if no matter what you want to do in life, if you just set yourself a smart goal mm. and then just break it down month by month, mm. how's it how's it all look mm. and execute. Yeah. And, yeah. And don't let fear hold you back. Yeah. That's probably the yeah. big thing. So first thing, make sure you've got an income to help you on your merry little way. Or a way of getting income. A way of getting income, yeah. Yeah, Yeah. and it may be you're just going to have to build in two weeks of working in a cafe everywhere you go because let's say your job's not transportable. Let's say it's working for a marketing firm in Melbourne Mm. that you're not going to get any jobs in Mm. Byron Bay Mm. doing that. Okay, so do something else, Mm. you know, manage a caravan park or, you know, 
another thing that you can do to um, save money is do house sitting. Yeah. So you go up and down and look after people's pets and you stay yeah. in people's places for free. Yeah. We did that for three months. Yeah, that's something that I would like to do it actually. Was awesome. Just to go see animals, <laughs> see cats and dogs. Because we ended up in towns we never would have gotten to because mm. they're off the beaten track. Mm. So we we did house sitting in St Albans in England. Mm. Never would have gone to St mm. Albans in a hundred years. Yeah, that's fascinating, <laughs> we did, isn't we it? We did house sitting in Switzerland. We weren't going to Switzerland, but yeah. we went to Austin in Texas, yep. house sitting. So we just went, like wow. we looked on the website and said, where's next? And we'd fly yeah. there and go and do that. And, Amazing. And it was great fun because they plug you in a community at the same time mm-hmm. when mm-hmm. you do the house sitting. So, of course, your time led you to feeling this isn't more what it's cracked up to be. This mm. becomes the norm, mm. leads to your mental health breaking down a little bit, feeling depressed. So... And you say the main cause of that was due to lack of community, lack of connection. So what would be your advice in terms of generating a community as such? Like I set out this plan to do this nomadic lifestyle, potentially by myself, potentially with somebody who knows. So is there anything that you would suggest, recommend of how to go about that and what to look out for? I believe getting work in the area that you're visiting Mm. is one of the best ways to make community very quickly. Mm. Now, even if your visa doesn't permit you to work, you can volunteer. Mm. Same thing. Mm -hmm. You're not doing it for the money, but it's going to plug you in a community. Not only are you going to get some opportunities like free housing, free Mm. cars, you know, helping you on your travels to keep your expenses down, Mm. but you're going to get sort of just that, Social connections. You're gonna, yeah. So, yeah, work and or volunteer. If you're allowed to work, then work. If you're not, then volunteer. Yeah. Um, that would be number one. And also plan trips home. Mm. Build in mm. some reset time where you can just go home and normalise and yeah. visit your family and your friends. And your yeah, it's important. And, I find that here. Mm. Even when I've travelled, I've generally gone back every sort of 18 months mm. to two years because yeah. I need that reset. It's yeah. like I just really miss my roots yeah exactly i miss my roots Mm. as much as i don't want to be living in the uk i don't want to live in my hometown back in tumbridge wells but still need to go back there because that's where my roots are from and i need that connection that love that interaction with my loved ones that i don't get to see as frequently as what i would like to see well, it's the same yeah. here. I mean, I never thought I'd be so appreciative of Bensdale and East Gippsland mm. until I left it. Mm. Then I realised what I had here. And it's one of the side effects of leaving your region is knowing how much you appreciate your region. Yeah. And everybody feels that sense of connection. And we hear that from the Indigenous people mm. all the time about that sense of connection with mm. land and territory. Mm. And I get that. I, yeah. It's like I feel connected to this land. Yeah. And even though it's not the most exciting place in the world and it's not... You know, it's not Grand Canyon or anything yeah. like that, but it's still my home. And same for your mm-hmm. home, it's, it's mm. where you belong. Yeah, yeah. You know, even though I sort of would class Australia as home, it's like it's not my original home. Mm. It's never going to be the original it's not home. 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 It's not home home. No. You mm. know, and it, I think it's good to mm. to take yourself back there, you know. So. so. So I'd build in, yeah, so I guess first things first, get yourself a smart goal. Second thing is plan for community and connection. Mm-hmm. Uh, third thing know that you're going to hate it some days. Yep. And if you already know that, it's not disappointing when it happens. Yeah. So it's setting yeah. realistic expectations mm. of what your experience is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And then I guess the fourth thing I'd say to people is it's not that hard. Just do it. Like it's mm. like even what we're planning now with going sailing and everything, it's so unknown to me. And mm. even though I'm a yachty and I know how to sail and everything and – I'm still like, oh, yeah, but that's the ocean. Like, that's not just the lakes. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm out in the ocean and what if I hit a container yeah. and sink? And what if yeah. I get attacked by a shark or yeah. a whale or something? Mm, or what if mm, the big storm blows in? Mm. And Yeah, all of those things are out there, but it's probably none of those things are going to happen. Mm-hmm. And probably it's just going to be as easy as anything mm. when you eventually get there and do it. So I'm yeah. sort of knowing with my previous experiences of doing stuff, I know that this will also be scary now, but yeah. probably easier when I get yeah, there. Yeah, 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 absolutely. I hope. 
I hope it's not yeah. terribly hard. Oh my god. One of these I mean, days like, I'm Tim check in with me every week. I'm gonna come I want back a text message. One of these days and go, crap, that was actually way harder. I should never have done that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But one experience, and I think that's the thing when it comes to life, isn't it, Tim? We only get this one life. Mm. We only get this one body. Mm. And it's down to us as an individual to go out there and adventure whatever we want to adventure. And so many people, and I've been there, don't go and do that. We don't go out. And some people want to go on holidays. Some people want to travel as such. But I think at some point in our lives, I believe, I think because I've travelled, like I said, a couple of months, but, you know, I obviously wasn't in a situation like you was, earning an income whilst I was going. But, God, I'm just like, man, everybody needs to do this at some point in their life. But it's not the case for everybody. Not everybody's going to want to do that, you know? Look, I see some people that are happy with their house and Mm, their garden and mm, their golf game and their little community. And I think... I don't judge that. No. Like, fine. Yeah. How about it, man? Like, whatever's whatever's good for you. But yeah. I'm like, you, there's a lot to see out there. Yeah. You've got a very limited time mm. on this earth mm. when you think about it. Yeah. I'm keen to go out and check it out. Yeah. But I can't lose connection with my community yeah. again. So mm. I've got that mm. sort of elastic band mm. pulling me back. Yes. Yeah, and I just don't, I don't begrudge that elastic band. No. I actually appreciate it now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, but it's... um. Yeah, it's not something I'm going to stop doing. Or no. we, like my wife's pretty um, into it as well, so yeah. we're going to keep doing it. The kids mm. are always like, "Now what are they up to? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's their next plan?" Yeah. But it's, I love um, that. It's good fun. There's a lot. There's a big world to see. My kids are currently all travelling, like the yeah. oldest three, and uh, they're all in Greece and mm. Montenegro and. Mm. Morocco and Turkey and whatever, and they're just sending back these photos, and I'm like, my God, there's Ugh. so much I haven't seen. Yes, like, they've yes. seen way more than me. So it seems yeah. I think it becomes a, a cycle of addiction. Mm-hmm. Oh mm. yeah, I think mm. so, definitely. I don't really know where the travelling in me came from because my mum and dad just travelled us around the UK with yeah. our holidays in a caravan. Mm. Never went out of the UK yeah. until I was about 18, 19 when I went over to um, Spain with my auntie and uncle and I went to Zanti, so a Greek island with one of my best friends back then. And so, yeah, it is that saying, isn't it? Yeah. You get that travel bug. Mm. And my goodness me, have I got that. <laughs> you know, it's this desire yeah. to just go and travel yeah. and see the world, what's out there. I think the there. world's a big community and there's mm. a lot of people I don't mm. know out there. Yeah. So I'm off to meet them. Yeah, yeah. And community, connection, that's humanity. It's what connects us all. We're all humans. Mm. We've all got a heart. We've all got hands, feet. We're all made up of cells. Like, let's take it down to as, like, as cells, atoms, neurons. We're all these particles. You are me. I am you. We're all the same. Mm. But yet we're all spread around and there's so many people that we don't know who we've not met. Yep. But yet when you sit down with somebody, you you then start to realise actually how similar we are. All over the world. All same. over the world. Yep. They're all just doing the same thing. Yeah. Different languages. Yeah. Same thing. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's true. But what comes down to it, Tim, is it's that community, this connection. Not one of us on this planet doesn't need that. Because we all need that. That's why we have parties. You know? Yeah. Like, I could organise a really, really good party by myself. Like, I could get the best drink and the best DJ and the best, like, venue. And it's utterly pointless unless I have friends there. Mm. Mm. Utterly pointless. Yeah. Mm. So kind of shows you the priority of things. It's not having money and things yeah. that count. It's having friends to yeah. enjoy with. With those experiences, mm. absolutely. Yeah. Because yeah. doing things... By yourself gets lonely Does. why do we want to be lonely i think there's something i think i heard once tim something about loneliness is one of the highest killers in the elderly i, I can see that we need community end of that's all what it comes down to we're born and we raised into a family and that sense of family that sense of home that sense of belonging comes through our lives throughout the whole entire life until we pass, you know, so... Definitely. Yeah. And I think one of the things that makes... contributes to our loneliness is a sense of living in the future mm-hmm. where we don't appreciate what's before us, where mm. we're always looking, I'll be happy when. Mm. If only mm-hmm. this, then I could be, yeah, right. Mm-hmm. You know, And you actually don't stop and, I guess, cliche, smell the roses about what you've got around you at the moment and the people yeah. around you and the community yeah. around you. And if you're living in the future about I'll be happy when, mm. I think you're robbing yourself of 
the happiness you can have yeah. right now. Yeah, and, so. and that leads to depression because I've so. experienced that mm. massively, so. you know. Yeah, so, and especially when you get that thing, I'll be happy when I'm yeah. living on a beach with my laptop and yeah. you get there and it's like, hmm, mm. not as fun as I thought it would be. Mm. Actually, just like real life. Yeah. Sometimes yeah, boring. Yeah. It's just a different experience, different isn't experience. it? That's all yeah. it is. Yeah. So, yeah. anyway, it's good now to recognise that and not yeah. be chasing that I'll be happy Yes. Mm. Not be fixated on it mm. and to, I guess for you now, go off onto your boat adventure mm. having your past experience knowing that you've done it before you can do it again except from this time it's going to be a different challenge it's not going to be in an rv it's going to be on a sailboat yeah. and you're going to enjoy a new direction a yeah. new adventure you're going to have totally different experiences and things yeah and i hopefully i get some work as a pharmacist up and down the coast yeah and, and like my mum and dad did it they did it for six years i think they did it, sailing up and down yeah but on again off again mm. they always came back mm. to these gifts yeah. did you ever think or consider you'd become a pharmacist again no that mm. surprised me yeah i thought i was done with that yeah that's yeah. interesting yeah yeah so i've been doing some work as a pharmacist as you know yeah to keep my hand in and things yeah. and uh, yeah i think it's different to own a business and run the pharmacy and try mm. and make the mortgage and mm. you know, pay all the wages and everything. Mm. It's just another thing just to be a community pharmacist yeah, and just sort of talk to people. Mm. That part I enjoy a lot more yes. <laughs> than the owning of the yeah, business yeah, yeah. thing. And yeah. Mm. yeah. So, no, I was a bit surprised that I'm contemplating doing that again. Mm. That was a surprise. And the fact is I don't need it financially. I could focus on my online work and make money doing that yeah it's actually not what i prefer to do because mm. of the community yeah well mm. that's interesting isn't it yeah so we'll see yeah we? well good luck mm. very excited <laughs> yes. every time you come back to bandstand i want you to come and get your hair and your yeah, beard trimmed all right I and i want to know it'll be eight foot long at that point <laughs> <laughs> you lead the, the i'm like jeez yeah. how did this beard get so long yeah, and yeah. your hair and be like, like sort of seaweed in it <laughs> You need the big scissors, I think. Yeah. <laughs> oh, Tim, thank you so much, my lovely. It's been really good breaking down this topic because yeah. it is a big topic in my life and it's something that I've mm. chased, wanted to chase for so long. And it's really nice to have that different perspective on it now because you've shared your story. I can now go on and propel into my future of having an online business and having that nomadic life. Now, having more of an awareness of I'm going to hit this point mm-hmm during my journey and actually let's say lower my expectations so then when i do go and travel it i can actually just be present with where i am exactly. not keep on chasing oh what's the next adventure where am i going it's just like no make sure i've got community throughout mm. um so yeah thank you and also just like we're lucky now tim ferris did it all on his own had to find out the hard way mm. but we can use those resources mm. so we can watch a whole bunch of youtube yes. people week blogs mm. and and we can Look at those people and say, oh, sometimes you're tempted to think, oh, that's just fake. They actually mm. have a real desk job, but they mm. just put their bikini on and take photos to make it look like they're... Now, they probably are living that life. Yeah, like that's, yeah, It's yeah. actually not as hard as you think it would be, and mm. it probably is true, and it's probably all legit. Yeah. Um, but we can watch them and yeah. get a feeling for them as to when we're doing it, it's yeah. going to be that they yeah. just don't realise that what they're posting is only the good stuff. Yeah, 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 definitely. Don't be too surprised if I come to you for online business uh, yeah. questions no, and no, advice. I'll be like, Tim. That's, that's <laughs> There's so many ways to make money online now. It's not just selling product or like yeah. people do graphic design online mm. or they do gig economy is massive mm-hmm, now and, mm-hmm. you know, a bit hard to do barbering as a gig economy. Yeah, but yeah. but you can move around yeah, with that. Yeah, um, yeah, definitely, yeah. definitely. Yeah. Thanks, Tim. I appreciate no it. It's good. Yes, high five. High five. We'll see you out on the road. <laughs> I love it. Thank you, darling. No worries. Wow. Would you have thought that you could end up feeling depressed when you've got the nomadic lifestyle? Who would have thought it could bring loneliness? I guess if we haven't lived the life, we wouldn't know. This conversation really opened up my eyes and has now prepared me for what may have come along with my location-free lifestyle in the future. If you're thinking of becoming a digital nomad, I hope this has really helped you and brought you some awareness about what you can do leading up to your departure, what you can do to maintain a sense of community and connection, and most importantly, have the awareness that you may feel lonely and depressed later on in your travels. 
I'd like to take this opportunity to share with you that not only am I a barber, but also a meditation and breathwork teacher, where I help people begin their meditation journey and shift their consciousness, which as a result creates life-changing moments. Such as for myself, through meditating, I dramatically reduced depression, anxiety and suicidal thoughts without any pharmaceutical medication, counselling or therapy and without microdosing psychoactive drugs. All of which I have tried in the past, but none of these were as tangible and accessible as what I found meditation to be. So if you are interested in beginning your meditation journey, as we are coming to the end of 2023 and moving into a new year, I will be holding an eight week meditation program starting in January 2024. If this is something that interests you, head to my Instagram account at the yoga barber and DM me new year. In the meantime, stay tuned and stay real. Join me every Wednesday for a wholeness podcast. I'll catch you real soon. Peace, love and light.